Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. If you're loving what you're hearing on the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, go out and tell two friends today. Show them how easy it is to subscribe to the show. The podcast can be heard on more than 20 different platforms, so wherever you listen to podcasts, you're sure to find the show. Go spread the love around. Why keep all this goodness to yourself? On today's show, we're talking about how market cycles form and the effect it can have on the economy and perhaps your business. How do you know when you're in a bubble and how do you protect against catastrophe when you're surrounded by insane market conditions? Market cycles are often driven by an irrational fear. We saw it last year during the early weeks of the pandemic. Grocery store shelves were emptied of paper products, of hand sanitizer, of cleaning supplies, of canned goods. Well, last night I went to the grocery store and the shelves were full of toilet paper. Not only that, toilet paper had taken over the seasonal shelf that last week had been full of Easter candy. Like many, we had a three-month supply of toilet paper, three-month supply of long-shelf-life food, and probably several years' worth of cleaning supplies. We bought a large stockpile of hand sanitizer from my wife's office, expecting to need it on a large scale. Are we using more hand sanitizer than two years ago? Yeah, we are, but we had no real way of estimating our rate of consumption. Are we using more toilet paper than last year? Well, clearly the answer is no. So it stands to reason that if toilet paper sales in 2020 were $2 billion above 2019, that's exactly what they were, $2 billion of toilet paper were sold more in 2020 than in 2019, then at some point, toilet paper sales will fall to $2 billion below the average. That represents a fall of $4 billion from the peak sales in 2020. So you're probably thinking, okay, that's toilet paper. What does that have to do with my business? What's that have to do with real estate? Well, the market conditions a decade ago are perhaps a distant memory. You could go back to the auctions back then. On the courthouse steps, you could pick up half a dozen distressed properties over your lunch hour. You could probably buy properties 60% less than construction cost. The population hadn't changed. People still needed a place to live. How did the demand evaporate and create these strange market conditions? Well, the question is, with new supply coming into the market today at a rate of about 1.2 to 1.5 million homes a year in the U.S., roughly a quarter million homes in Canada, will there be enough demand to absorb the new supply in the locations where that supply is being added? This is the classic question of assessing the headwinds and tailwinds in a market segment. Unlike toilet paper, which can be easily shipped to meet the demand, houses are firmly planted in the ground. You could have a housing boom in Fort Lauderdale at the same time you're experiencing a housing recession in Detroit. That's got more to do with migration trends than it does necessarily population growth. The lack of supply that we're experiencing today could be real, or maybe it's artificial. Was there really a lack of toilet paper last year? Well, not really. People were hoarding it. They were buying toilet paper just to hold. They weren't selling it. They weren't using it any faster than normal. They were holding it. And the question is, are people buying more real estate than they need today and just holding it. How many people from the northeast of the U.S. are buying second homes in Florida or the Carolinas? Are those condos near the beach? Are they sitting empty for most of the year? Maybe a few of them are competing with hotels in the short-term rental market. A second home doesn't constitute new household formation, but it definitely absorbs inventory. How many young adults under age 30 are still living at home with their parents? This is a shocking statistic. In February of 2020, 47% of young adults between age 18 and 29 were living at home with at least one parent. And by July of 2020, that number had grown to 52% of young adults between 18 and 29 were living with their parents. 
Those are numbers that haven't been seen since the Great Depression in the 1930s. So what household formation trends can we expect? We know that the median age of first marriage has grown by two years in the past decade. The median age for men is 30 and 28 for women. We also lost half a million people to COVID-19 in the past 12 months. We've got a growing number of people who are aging out of homeownership into senior housing. If the baby boomers are retiring at a rate of 10,000 a day, then we'll eventually see aging people move into senior housing or reaching end of life at that rate. When that happens, we're going to start to see supply of housing exceed demand. Japan saw this phenomenon over the past 20 years. Today, there's over 11 million vacant homes in Japan. So when we go from a shortage of toilet paper to a surplus, could you have predicted those market conditions? And when real estate markets go from low inventory to a surplus, what forces will drive that shift? And will those forces have been, in fact, predictable in hindsight? As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.